Come on, are you glad to be in church? I'm glad to be in church. And so without any delay, let's just get into God's word. God's word is good stuff, amen. We've been in a series called Influencers on Thursday nights. Now, if you don't know what an influencer is, it shows your age. But it also is okay because I went on a journey on figuring out what in the world is an influencer. We see it all on uh, online, social media, on the news. This influencer did that. That influencer did this. I'm like, what is an influencer and how do they get paid? Because right now it just looks like they just do little videos and dances on TikTok or whatever. But I come to find out that an influencer is somebody whose life is on display on a platform. Not only is their life on display on a platform, they're promoting something, right? How do I know this? Because I know for a fact, there's some of y'all, just speaking to the ladies for a second, that you guys watch people do their makeup, their morning routine, because I've seen it. It's like, good morning, ladies. Today, this is the foundation. You know what I'm saying? Where they, they, they put the hand behind Why do they put the hand behind it? Just to, just to show it up? Yeah, the lighting? See, some of y'all know. Some of you know, right? And so us fellas, you know, maybe it's just me. I love to watch weird construction videos. Uh, primarily, not construction, but power washing videos. My, my Facebook is full of guys power washing their driveways. And I can't look away. That guy is an influencer. I don't care what anybody says. But we're in a series called Influencers, and the first week, our point was influence begins with what's in front of you. You know, and second week uh, was influencers unfollow, meaning there's things in our life that we need to hit the what? The unfollow button. I encourage you to do that today. We made a joke, but it wasn't a joke. It's true. I was following 900 people on Instagram. Why? I don't know 900 people. Let alone, I could, I could keep up with five. Pray for me as I'm your youth pastor. But, but I hit the unfollow button, and I'm now down to 200-something. So uh, if I unfollowed you, it's nothing against you and everything about Jesus, okay? Today I stand in front of the most influential people to our students. Amen. I hear Dottie over here. Amen. She shot me down. You, you the parent, you the guardian, you are the most influential person to our students today. So from here on out, all right, maybe you might not be getting paid, but from here on out, I want you to see yourself as an influencer. So the idea is this. It's not, it's not if you are an influencer, it's what kind of influencer are you going to be? What kind of influencer are you going to be? So we're in God's word today. We're in Matthew 14. 13 through 16, but let me pray. Lord, thank you for your word. Thank you that it's alive. Thank you that you speak to us through your word. And I pray, God, today that as the people hear the sound of my voice, Lord, uh, they ultimately hear yours louder. God, I pray, Lord, that they encounter you today. If they encounter me, if they encounter anybody else, but not you, Lord, then they leave wanting. But knowing you, God, our good shepherd, and you feed your sheep, Lord, I pray today that you would supply every need. And we know this, your word is all that we need. In Jesus' name, amen. <clears throat> Matthew 14, 13 through 16, we read this. Now when Jesus heard this, he went away from the, there privately in a boat to an isolated place. 
But when the crowd heard about it, they followed him on foot from the towns. As he got out, he saw the large crowd, and he had compassion. Everybody say compassion. On them and healed their sick. When evening arrived, his disciples came to him saying, this is an isolated place, and the hour is already late. Send the crowds away so that they can go into the villages and buy food for themselves. But he replied, they don't need to go. You give them something to eat. Say, you feed them. You feed them. Well, we don't hear often enough about this miracle. If, if you aren't familiar with what's right about to happen, it's one of the most amazing miracles we see Jesus do that's recorded in all four Gospels. It's the feeding of the 5,000. But what we don't hear often enough is what happened right before this. Why is Jesus trying to get away? Now, when I read the Bible, I ask a lot of questions. I think that's okay. God will answer them. He knows everything. So why is Jesus trying to get away? I hear the story all the time. So I read, I read not ahead, I read behind, and found out Jesus was actually looking to get away. Jesus just got news that his cousin and his friend, John the Baptist, had just been killed. Scripture says he withdrew to be alone. But obviously, because Jesus is very popular to some people, People recognized him, and because of this, a crowd followed him. This is a very inconvenient moment for Jesus, wouldn't you say? This moment, we see Jesus needing some space, and the people just keep coming. I want to talk about inconveniences today. Take a moment right now to just think about all the things you consider an inconvenience. I'll think of one right now. Traffic. Traffic, I, I love that I get amens. I get so stressed out in traffic, not because like I'm a bad driver, I'm a very aggressive driver, pray for my wife, but I don't understand why there's traffic. Like literally go, you know what I'm saying? Just go, right? Do you want to know why there's traffic? It's because people are selfish. That's what it is. I have an altar call every traffic session. Because I'm trying to zipper merge onto 90 or 290 or whatever, and people won't let me in. I said, Lord, forgive them for their, just, just Lord, save them. Save them, Lord. From me, Lord. <laughs> save them from me, right? Traffic is an inconvenience. Here's an, here's an inconvenience this morning, all right? This is fresh, and you'll see what I mean by fresh. So I'm a new dad, right? I love my daughter, Dottie. She's the princess glitter bomb of my world, Today, we put Dottie in this very cute outfit. She's looking fabulous, as always. As always, got her mom's eyes and my temper. And so we are getting ready to leave. Pastor Ariel is looking fabulous in her nice new red blazer, right? She uh, picks Dottie up, and we're walking around the house, and we... You see, all my parents, all y'all know, I'm new. I'm a rookie. So I'm like, ooh, Darla, that my dog. I'm like, Darla, Darla. Oh, man, and, and, and I'm downstairs, and, and I go downstairs, and then I hear Ariel, oh, no. I'm like, oh, what happened? Dottie had uh, what parents call, and what I have now experienced, a what? A blowout. So you guys know. A blowout. Lord, help me. I'm trying to get to the, God, I'm trying to get to your house. I'm trying to prepare a message. I'm trying to bring your word. I bind, I bind the spirit of diarrhea. I'm just playing, I'm just playing. 
So we clean hers all over the place, and, and it actually made me gag. Anyways, enough of the poop talk. That is an inconvenient moment. I'm trying to leave and do the Lord's work. I'm his anointed. No, little inconvenient moment. Although those are very lighthearted moments. Jesus right now is in a very inconvenient moment where he just found out one of his close friends and family has just passed away. Now people are around him. I know there's some inconvenient moments in our life where we just need some space to kind of just gather our thoughts, to pray, ask the Lord to be with us. And the last thing we want is for our kids to be like, mommy, mommy, can we go to McDonald's, right? No, we got McDonald's at home, right? It's like, that's what we have. These are inconvenient moments. So today's point, one point. I got one point. Everybody say one point. The reason why I have you repeat stuff is because I'm in the army and I'm just so used to the back and forth, okay? So I say one point because I want everybody to walk away from today knowing exactly what we are talking about. I figured one point helps me, so one point is going to help you. Here we go. Today's one point is this. Influencers embrace inconvenience. Influencers embrace inconvenience. I'll give you a moment to write that down because when God speaks, I think that's something to write about. If you want a certain level of influence, you're going to have to embrace a certain level of inconvenience. Remember, I called you all influencers, so now I'm going to talk to you as such. You are influencers today. Look at any influential person in history. I love documentaries, so this is something that I love. Whether an athlete, a president, CEO, or a musician, you name it, you'll see a season or two of failures and hardships. Even now, as I said that, right, people in your life just start to flash before your eyes. And you're like, yeah, yeah, I know people that have influenced me. And I can bet the majority of them have influenced you because of some kind of struggle, because they made it out. They've made it through. Everybody's got someone that has been influential. Isn't it something, when I think about influence, that the people who bring the most hope into this world are often the ones who've experienced the most hurt. I think that's very, I think that's very interesting. There's something beautiful about brokenness. That's a whole other message, but it's all right. That some of the greatest leaders have led from a very lonely place. Has anyone ever been there? I have. You just need to be alone, just need some space. The people around you don't understand the pain and or the hurt you're going through or have gone through, Jesus knows in this moment exactly how you feel. He just wants to get away. But life is full of inconvenient moments. What if I told you today that God wants to use those inconvenient moments to influence others for Jesus? What if I told you today that he's not going to waste that hurt? He's not going to waste that pain. But through that inconvenience, that moment, God is saying, I want to use that. I want to use that. I want to use that to influence others. Influencers embrace inconvenience. These, I like how Jesus doesn't shy away from this moment. Look at it. Verse 14. As he got out, he saw the large crowd, and he had compassion on them and healed their sick. Say compassion. Verse 14 says he had compassion. Do you know how hard it is to have compassion in traffic? Oh, so hard. So hard to have compassion in traffic. It's so hard. But Jesus in this moment is saying, hey, I see you. I see, I see your need. Yeah. 
I see this moment. I see you. I believe this, that seeing people see people. And Jesus knows that he's seen by the Father. And so he lives his life out seeing people through the eyes of what? Compassion. Through the eyes of compassion. Compassion combats inconvenience. So what does that look like? Here are some things. Hearing someone can't pay for the food or coffee and paying for them with a smile. Helping someone move. <laughs> That's an inconvenience. Hey, brother, you got a truck? I mean, yeah. <laughs> We're busy. <laughs> Embrace that inconvenient moment with compassion. They need your truck and your muscles. Amen. Taking time to stop and ask someone how they're doing and staying for the honest answer. Putting down your phone or your video game. Teenagers. Maybe some adults. To hang out with your teenagers or your parents. Sitting with the kid at lunch who's by himself or herself. Being bold and praying for your friends in public places. Not this, man, I hear you, I'll pray for you. See you Sunday. It's, you know what? In the middle of Wrigley Field, I'm going to pray for you. In the middle of Aldi's, I'm going to pray for you, and you can have my quarter. Right? <laughs> you ever been to Aldi's without a quarter? That's inconvenient. <laughs> that's not in my notes, but that's from the heart. <laughs> the list can't go on and on. <laughs> that's good. I don't care what nobody says. Compassion is what fed the people after Jesus healed them. Jesus could have stayed or left. He could have said, you know what? I've done my job. I've done what you asked me to do. You asked me to heal you, not feed you. So healed, healed. You get a healing, you get a healing, you get a healing, you get a healing. See you Wednesday. It's compassion that led Jesus to say, you know what? We should feed them. This is the care that Jesus has for us. How can you show compassion to someone in your life in inconvenient moments? The devil wants us to be overwhelmed and lost in our inconveniences. He knows that it's easy for us to get caught up in all the things going on. So what do we normally want to do with inconveniences? We want to send it away. We want to send it away or just get past it. The band can come up. The band can come up. Look at it. The disciples say, this is an isolated place and the hour is already late. Send the crowds away. Beat the traffic. Kick rocks. It's late. Past my bedtime. I need to go. Check this out. Had Jesus listened to the disciples, which they made sense, and sent the people away, one of the greatest miracles of the Bible would have never happened. Jesus and the disciples could have made legitimate excuses. Legitimate excuses like this. This isn't the right place. This isn't the right time. The people can take care of themselves. Does that sound familiar? Does that sound familiar to you? Ah, oh, son, I'm tired. Work, work was a lot today. I'm tired. Or go ask your mom. It's not the right time. It's not the right place. I'm not in the right headspace. 
today. Legitimate excuses. Like I see, maybe work was hard. I get it. And you don't want to help your kid with math homework. I get it. Work was hard. What if I told you that there's a miracle on the other side of inconvenience? You say, great. Why are you talking to us about this? What's so special about this moment? God told me to tell you when it comes to his children and kids, teenagers alike, all of you, it's time to be an influencer. It's time to be an influencer. To the parents that make every effort to get your kids to church, thank you. It's building the church. You know the importance. You don't see church, you don't see this house as an inconvenience. But I'd like to speak to those specifically today who have teenagers or adults who have not yet plugged into the church and have students that have not plugged into Excel. I wrestled with this part of the service because I'm new. And I don't want you guys to feel like I'm calling you out. But out of the love of my heart, God woke me up the other night. You ever done that to you? Ever woke you up in the middle of the night? I felt in my spirit him say these words right here. You feed them. You feed them. Notice Jesus' response to this situation. Don't send them away. You feed them. You give them something to eat. Parents and students, with all the love in my heart, parents, you've sent your children away to be fed by everything else but the bread of life. Unknowingly, you have sent your children away. You've sent them to be fed by sports programs, social media, teachers, the wrong kind of friends. You've seen their questions, comments, and concerns and deemed them inconvenient. Yet you wonder what pastors do. We try our best to feed your hungry children who don't even know they're starving. You want to know what pastors do? We have the conversations that you've deemed inconvenient. We have those hard conversations because who else are they going to go to? This isn't condemning sports programs and saying you need to remove technology or start homeschooling. That's not what I'm saying. This is me calling you to arms. This is me calling you to action. You say, I don't want to force my kids to go to church. I don't want to force this down their throat. Listen, passion inspires passion. I've never met somebody that wasn't motivated and inspiring and passionate and it didn't move me. I was watching Hard Knocks on HBO Max. It's like it's following the Detroit Lions and the rest of the football teams. And I see, I don't, I don't play football. I don't look like a football player, okay? But when I see those guys get fired up and motivated, it inspires me because passion inspires passion. You want your son you want your daughter, your nephew, your niece, whoever you're over, to be passionate about the church, to be passionate about Jesus. It starts with you.
passion. And today, some of you have let that fall away. And you've allowed your children to find that inspiration somewhere else. I wonder if there's anybody here that says, not today. Today I want to be an influencer. You want your son, your daughter to be passionate about God and the church it starts with you. Could it be that you could have a negative influence on your children and on your students because you lack zeal for God's house? I've only been here for a few months and I love this house and I want to be in this house. When those doors are open, I want to be here. Before I got paid for it, called Pastor Joey up and said, if there's any time that I could serve under you, would you consider it? He said, oh yeah. I wasn't asking for a job. I wanted to be in this house. I remember being here for December for the Christmas service, helping Pastor Jason out with the team. And I remember this moment. I remember seeing you guys worship on your own without really us guiding you. And I fell in love with this house because the zeal and the passion that's in this place, it's inspiring. It's so awesome. It starts with you. Why? Why would we expect people to be excited about God's word, about the building of the church, about what's happening if you see church as an inconvenience? Church is not an inconvenience. Church isn't something that you just have to go to and bear. This place gives life. This is a house of miracles. This is a house of redemption. This is a hospital. This is a refuge. This is a place of adoption. That's what this house is. That's what this house is building up to be continually. From one lead pastor to another lead pastor, the mission has been the same, to save the lost, to reach young families, and to build the church, and to build the kingdom that can't happen if we see this as an inconvenience. This can't happen if we have to go to church. It'll only happen when we say, hey kids, we get to go to church today. We get to put your shoes on. We get to go to church today. Get your backpack, get whatever, get your Awana stuff, right? It's time to go to church today. Let's go, are you ready? You ready? Let's go, hands in the middle. One, two, three, Belmont. That's my heart for you, church. It's not about making Excel look good. I'm not up here trying to get your teenagers to come to Excel. I saw teenagers that I have not met yet last week. And if you're here, I just want to meet you. I want to see how I can pray for you. I want to be your friend. I want to see how I can be a good influence in your life. I invite you to come to Excel. Junior hires. We've got JV on Sunday mornings. It's been a blast so far. Is that Gio and Jenna back there? I see you too. You guys are awesome. They have such a fun time at JV. Students, it's not for me to look good, it's not for Excel to look good. It's about the spiritual well being of this church, it's about how youth ministry saved my life.
many of the students that are sitting right here. Church, I love you. I love your students. And I love them enough to know that they need you more than they need me. I only get them for a few hours on Thursday, an hour or so on Sunday. They have you. You are the most influential person in their life. You are the influencer. Don't wait for me. Don't wait for any other pastor. You be the pastor and the shepherd of your home. You have zeal for God's house. You bring them and show them how fun it is to be a follower of Jesus. It's fun. It's the best thing I've ever done. Changed my life. I'm here to activate every student to be an influencer. Every high schooler, every senior, every junior, every sophomore, every freshman, every eighth grader, every seventh grader, every sixth grader, and so on. I'm here to activate you as an influencer as we finish this series. I'm also here to activate every mom, every dad, grandpa, grandma, aunt, uncle, cousin, guardian. I'm here to activate you to be an influencer. Your children need it. Your students need it. send them away how will they ever see God do the impossible if we send them away how will they know that God always comes through if we send them away how will they know God will never leave them or forsake them how will they know how will they know church if you can do this if you can bow your head and close your eyes with me as we embrace inconvenience with compassion what does that look like it means pray for them Encourage them, believe in them, speak life over them, and last, lead by example. Lord, your presence is here in this place. You are the most influential person to us. And we pray that your Holy Spirit would begin to move right here in this moment and start putting it in the hearts of every person that's sitting in here. It's time to step up. It's time to be the influence that they need to be. Holy Spirit, only you can do it. Only you can break our hearts for what breaks yours. Only you can give us zeal for your house and wisdom in your word. Do it, God. In Jesus' name. As your head is still bowed and your eyes are still closed, it'd be crazy for me not to offer this invitation. There's some people sitting in here today, and as I talk about this man named Jesus, you don't have a relationship with him. You don't really know him. But it's hearing today how compassionate he is, how kind he is, how willing he is to just be around people. You say, I want to get to know him a little bit better. There's a man named Jesus who lived a perfect life and did three years of ministry with some of his best friends. He was betrayed. And he was hung on a cross unjustly but with purpose so that you and I can have an invitation to live eternally with him. He died on the cross for our sins. What are our sins? The things that separate us from God, the things that don't please him, the things that hurt us. He died for our sins, for your sins. The sins that signed a, a check and a contract that says they're going to a place that was never meant for them place is called hell 
but Jesus paying the ultimate price, being the most influential person that's ever walked on this earth, died on the cross for your sins so that when you die, you get to spend forever with him. Today, church, if that's you, and you would like to get to know this man, Jesus, I would like to offer that invitation. This isn't me manipulating you from the platform. This isn't me just trying to get a, an emotional rise out of you. This is me speaking from the, from the truth and from the heart of the Savior. He loves you. And there's nothing that you can do that could ever stop him from loving you. There's nothing you've ever done. There's nothing that you're doing or could ever do. So if that's you and you say, I want to follow Jesus today. I want to be an influencer. My family needs it. My house needs it. My school needs it. My friends, they need it. That's you. On the count of three, all I want you to do is just slip up your hand and put it back down. This is you saying, I want to be a follower of Jesus. One, Jesus loves you. Everything about you. Two, he wants to be your friend and he wants to help you. Three, if that's you, you want a relationship with Jesus. You have to slip up your hand with nobody looking around and then slip it right back down. I see that hand. I see that hand. Praise God. I see that hand. Praise God. Anybody else? I'll wait. This isn't an inconvenience for me. This is the most important decision that you can make in your entire life. Your life depends on it. The future of the people around you. Anybody else? You say, I want to follow Jesus. Just slip up your hand and put it right back down. if we could all stand if we could all just stand <clears throat> could I have all of my XL leaders line the front like we do on Thursdays come on embrace the inconvenience every Thursday because I want students to see that it's just not me up here but that we've got leaders here even my LIT leaders or my lit leaders oh one's up here awesome yeah yeah I want people to see that we're doing this together we're doing this together so we're gonna just sing a little bit and I want to encourage you this is gonna take some bravery this is gonna take some boldness I believe this is the now generation. I believe that this is the church alive right here in this moment. If you raised your hand to receive Jesus, these leaders want to pray with you. It's not to embarrass you. It's to empower you. It's not to call you out. It's to call you up. I think it'd be awesome to see some of you come out. And so as we sing and as I pray, they're here. They want to pray with you. And if you need prayer for this one moment, I've got influencers right here that want to pray with you. And so, Lord, in this moment, if, as I pray and you raise your hand, we invite you to step out of the aisle to come down to the front. And church, how about this? When they step out into the aisle to come down to the front, can we cheer for them?
can we encourage them because it's the best decision ever? Come on, let's do that now. Let's just give them a hand clap. Come on. If that's you, come down to the front. Come on, if that's you, come down to the front. We want to honor you. We want to pray for you. Come on, don't be ashamed. This is a moment for you. Come on. Who else? Who else decides to be an influencer today? Who else is making the decision to do that? 